on the road again just can't wait to get on the road again the life i love is making music with my friends Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and God podcast. Yes, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And yes, we're continuing our series of stories from home because there's still nobody really traveling. Tonight, I'm talking about the places that I miss. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you're a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And I saw this posted the other day that said New York had 10,000 COVID cases and they go on lockdown. Florida has 10,000 new COVID cases and we decide to open Disney World. So a recent CNN article lists the seven takeaways from Disney World's July reopening, which has been reopened for probably less than two weeks at this point. They go on to list the seven things. The new Disney is not the old Disney, duh. Entertainment is of the pop-up variety. Yes, this helps to reduce some of the crowd gatherings. There's no fireworks show. There's no planned parades. Number three, no mask, no entry. Makes sense in the past week. I think our major grocery chain here, Publix, is now requiring masks as well. Number four, the hotel and restaurant choices are limited, kind of like just outside the rest of the world beyond the mouse house. Uh, Number five, sanitizing is a group activity. Disney is putting some of the sanitizing responsibilities on the customers. Probably not the best idea in my opinion, but hey, I'm not a COVID expert, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn once. Some things have changed, others haven't. Spaceship Earth is one of the original uh, rides from Epcot's 1982 debut. It was supposed to be closed for renovations this year, but because of the COVID, that's been indefinitely postponed. They wrap it up with number seven. The experience is worth it if you want it to be. Very similar to life. If you want to have a positive outcome, have a positive attitude. Look, the crowds will be thinner, and if you're wearing a mask in the Florida heat is your kind of thing, you'll probably fit right in. For me, I'll pass. So last week, we had so much fun with the guest, the airline game, that we're going to up the ante a little bit this week and ask you to guess the airline as well as guess the state. Blank airline employees battered in a violent brawl over delayed flight. So right now, start thinking about the airline. Three blank airline employees were battered in a wild melee in a South Blank airport over a delayed flight, according to a report. The brawl was captured on video, actually make that multiple videos, as a Philadelphia-bound flight from Blank International Airport There's a video where several women are seen hurling items at the workers before going behind the counter and attacking at least one of the employees. Among the items thrown at employees were phones, shoes, full water bottles, metal boarding signs, as well as good old fast food. All right. If you guess Spirit was the Airlines, And if you guess it was Florida, more specifically the Fort Lauderdale International Airport, 
give yourself a point. Uh, actually, make yourself given two points. And why? Because Florida. Clothes off, but masks on. Naked anger bubbles up. This, according to TMZ, the face mask controversy is officially everywhere because even nudist resorts are requiring guests to cover up. A decision that's chapping some bare asses. The Solaire Recreation League, a clothing-free resort in Connecticut, says it prides itself on no tan lines and has been very difficult adjustment and some guests are starting to complain. But let's get to the bottom line here as posted by the Cypress Cove Nudist Resort in Kissimmee, Florida. If you're wearing a face mask, are you really nude? And apparently that's a big hang up for many who feels it's their right to be completely in the buff if they decide to attend a nudist resort. File this under bad nudity. I've stumbled across enough subreddit sites to know that there's no one at a nudist resort that you really want to see naked. It's all bad nudity, folks. And of course, thank you, Kissimmee, Florida, for the tip and comment. Flight delayed 90 minutes when activist glues himself to the nose of the plane. A dozen climate activists showed up at the Angelhorn Heisenberg Airport on Monday evening and delayed the departure of a Scandinavian flight to Stockholm when five of them went out onto the tarmac and one glued himself to the plane. <laughs> this makes for one hell of a hood ornament, folks. And what's wrong, you guys? Even superglue has its limits. This is exactly why duct tape was invented. Gentleman crashes his Lamborghini 20 minutes after buying it, according to Boing Boing. A gentleman in West Yorkshire, England, shelled out around $200,000 for a 20-minute drive in a Lamborghini. The new sports car owner then totaled it on the highway. Now, in all fairness, however, the car was supposedly having mechanical failures, according to the BBC, and suddenly stopped on the road. It was then hit from behind by a van and crumbled up like a discarded aluminum can. First, this guy got rear-ended, so it's not completely his fault, in my opinion. Second, this is one of the few times that I feel sorry for somebody with a Lambo. And third, I hope he took out the gap insurance. This next story is about adapting and evolving. Teens are dressing up as mask-wearing grandmas to try to score alcohol, according to the New York Post. It's a pandemic, and no one knows you're underage. That's what Gen Xers are discovering as they've updated the fake ID for COVID-19. Hitting up liquor stores dressed as elderly grandmothers wearing coronavirus face masks. The prank has taken social media platform TikTok by storm, with videos of users bedecked as booze-hound bubbies, seemingly victorious bottles in hand, racking up millions of views. Stand-up comedian Jason Lawhead said, Now that we have to wear masks, this is the best time to buy alcohol. With a fake ID since the early 80s, I have to agree with him. Back in our day, we thought we were fancy with fake IDs, right, McLovin? <laughs> I actually verified this with the cashier at our local Publix liquor store. Hats off to you, Gen Xers. That took a lot more effort than I ever thought I would see you apply towards anything beyond your cell phone and social media platforms. On to tonight's topic. Places that I miss, it was bound to happen. Business travel has changed. And at this point, I'm saying it's probably changed forever. Hotel occupancy rates are down over 30% over last year. 
Hertz has filed for bankruptcy and who would have ever thought that airline bookings would be this far off. For me, I haven't been on a plane in four months, probably the longest in my 20 plus year career. And as far as the business travel has changed forever part, you know, business has changed the way we do business has changed overall revenue dollars for most businesses are still down, but we have managed to pivot and we're now conducting businesses remotely as well as virtually. And pivot is another one of those COVID terms. I don't think I had used the word pivot this much in my whole life as I have in the last four months. And for me, I had a trip to Arizona planned this year. It got canceled. I had a trip to Punta Cana, a place I had never been either. And that got canceled. And looking forward to actually both of those. Here's a little tip for all you baby road warriors. Once you decide on your travel loyalty programs, hotel, airlines, etc., and you have your credit card strategy established, you will begin accumulating points, hopefully bunches of them. If at the end of the week, your business travel finds you in a place that interests you, cash in some of those points, spend a little bit of time there on your own, exploring, having a good time. If your head's in a bed or your butt's in a seat, you've earned those points, make them work to your advantage. Over the past four months, I'm starting to really miss some of the business destinations that I always look forward to visiting. For instance, Charlotte, North Carolina, it's probably been 18 months since I've been there. And I think the last time I was there, I actually had food poisoning. And while Charlotte might be the financial hub of the Southeast, there's a heck of a lot more to do there. When you're in town, make sure you visit the U.S. National Whitewater Center. This whitewater course is worthy of the visit alone. You get to raft on the world's largest man-made recirculating whitewater river. And if you've never seen a recirculating whitewater river, this is really pretty cool. They have a, uh, a rafting course that can go anywhere from class two to class four rapids. And they control it by actually by uh, manipulating gates that changes the water flow. But you stay in your raft the whole time. You do the course, you get down to the bottom of the lagoon. And uh, each raft has a professional guide in it. They paddle back across the lagoon. and There's actually a raft conveyor belt that you paddle up onto and that conveyor belt takes you, the raft and everybody in it back up to the top of the course. So it's pretty cool. There's also a zip line course there, a high wire ropes course, there's mountain climb, rock climbing, mountain biking. Even if you aren't into the whole adventure scene, the NWC is worthy of a visit. They've got great food, they have beer, and of course, plenty of spots to sit and watch all the activity. If you're a NASCAR guy or gal, you can visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Plenty to do and see right down to the racing simulators. Of course, NASCAR being NASCAR, there's not a heck of a lot to do there that's free. Earlier this month, the points guy posted four road trips you can take from Charlotte. So if you look at Charlotte as a good base camp area, you can be in Boone, North Carolina in right around two hours. If you're a beach person, Wrightsville Beach is about three and a half hours. Of course, Asheville is about two hours away from Charlotte. And if you're a golfing guy or gal, Hilton Head is right at about three hours and 45 minutes. So a lot to do in Charlotte. Miss that town. Can't wait to get back. Another place that I'm really starting to miss is New Orleans. And not just for the food, it's the new airport. Yes, that sounds odd, but I've been flying in and out of NOLA for years and I've watched them build the new rental car facility, and then I watched as they started building the new terminal. It's now completed, and I have yet to visit it. 
Inside that new terminal, there is plenty of food offerings, which was always a lacking or a sore spot at the old New Orleans airport. There's a Cafe Du Monde, so you can get some beignets to go. There's a Shake Shack, as well as an Emerald's Table. There's even a meditation room in case you need to get your S together after spending a week or so in the French Quarter. And of course, speaking of the French Quarter, Bourbon Street with all its architecture, neon and colors is a great place to take some pictures. The street vendors at Jackson Square is a fun, fun place to spend an hour on an afternoon. And of course, if shopping is your kink, the French market will let you haggle prices till your heart is content. And when it comes to food, especially the world-renowned char-grilled oysters, people always ask which is better, Drago's or Acme Oyster House. And typically, my answer is going to be Felix's. I also miss traveling to Atlanta, Georgia. Even though I've lived in the Atlanta area at least three times over the past 55 years, it's still one of those places that I just love to visit. From fly fishing in the Chattahoochee River to climbing Stone Mountain to watching the laser show on the lawn at Stone Mountain, there's always something to do there. For Atlanta, for food, there is, of course, the Varsity downtown as well as the Sundial, each on different ends of the food spectrum when it comes to food taste and price. And while you're downtown, you can visit the world of Coke as well as the Georgia Aquarium. And from there, you can head north to the New Brave Stadium. If only there was baseball being played. Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's been almost a year since I've been here. I miss Chat Vegas as well. Yes, there are plenty of touristy things like Ruby Falls, Lookout Mountain, and Rock City. Have you ever seen a Sea Rock City barn in person? They're a rarity nowadays, probably less than 100 still standing. They were the work of Clark Byers, who painted the barns for three decades and became a legend in his own right by braving bulls, slippery roofs, and, of course, lightning storms. When he retired in 1969, he had painted somewhere around 900 barns in 19 states across the U.S. The usual arrangement was that the property owner received free passes to Rock City and an armload of promotional wares like Rock City thermometers, along with free painting of the use of his barn as an advertising ad. And those who didn't need thermometers might get paid a modest sum of three bucks. However, three dollars for getting your barn painted, probably not a bad deal for the homeowner or the, uh, the ranch people. Downtown Chattanooga is another great hub of activity. They also have an aquarium. There's a children's museum, as well as the Naughty Cat Cafe. And no, it's not what you think. It's Chattanooga's first and only cat cafe with over 2,000 square feet of lounge designed to be comfortable for people as well as adoptable cats. Enjoy a tasty drink as well as a snack while you relax and play with, get this, up to 30 adoptable cats. Greenville, South Carolina. This is another one of those small towns that's actually been revitalized. This year's spring break trip was to take us through here for a couple days, but of course, COVID forced a reroute. I watched the birth of Greenville over the past 20 years or so. One of my most memorable flights was going into Greenville. I was, I think it was in Richmond. I'm pretty sure it was in Richmond and had to be in Greenville the next morning, had an emergency. So ended up flying direct on a small commuter plane, landing pretty late at night. The plane was probably 25% full because, well, not a lot of folks are flying direct from Richmond to Greenville, especially at night. Anyways, the pilot landed with the cockpit door wide open. This is pre 9-11. 
and with all the runway lights guiding us in, it was truly an amazing sight. I wish I had taken some pictures. You know, when you get to Greenville, there's no shortage of great food there. Check out Falls Park along with the Reedy Bridge area, complete with a Hampton Inn overlooking the park. Greenville is definitely one of those artsy-fartsy kind of towns, so much artsy that there is a mice on Main scavenger hunt. Nine little brass mice are hidden along Main Street, similar to the hidden Mickeys at the Mouse House. Add to this list places like Nashville and Memphis, of course Cleveland, Mississippi with the Grammy Museum. Yep, the music metropolis of Cleveland, Mississippi has its own Grammy Museum, and in the past years they've profiled the Beatles, Taylor Swift, I think right now they have a Jermaine Dupri and So-So Deaf collection on display. If you make it to Cleveland, Mississippi, stop by the Delta Meat Market. Plenty of great homemade delicacies get there early in the day because they are going to sell out of all the good stuff, I promise. So those are just a few of the destinations that I never get tired of visiting. There's always something new to do there, always something new to eat. And then there's places that I really want to spend a little bit more time at learn a little bit more about Discover. Uh, And I've used business travel to fuel my personal travel for years. And honestly, I never would have considered going to Buffalo, New York, had I not been there twice last year for business. Yes, look, I know Niagara Falls is there, as well as all the Canadian touristy stuff. But Buffalo just wouldn't have been my first pick. It wasn't until I drove through the countryside, met the people, tasted the local food, that it was then that I knew I needed to go back there and visit it, which we did. We had a great time, so much so that we're considering a little bit more extensive adventure throughout Canada next year. Seattle, Washington is another one of those towns that I'd love to spend some more time there. I had a five-night trip there last September, and while getting there was a nightmare, multiple stops with uh, five days' worth of dress clothes required me to check luggage. It quickly became the perfect storm. The perfect storm was my flight delays totaled a 15-hour travel day. And of course, you guessed it, lost luggage. But all that aside, it was a great four or five days there. Of course, it was just ransacked with business stuff, but it looks like a great place to go back and spend a day or two checking it out. This is a new one, Berkshires, Berkshires, Massachusetts. I've driven past here as I've traveled from Albany, New York, to places like Boston or Springfield, Connecticut. And if you find yourself in this area during the fall, it is mesmerizingly beautiful. Uh, The typical New England town surrounded by the vibrant seasonal fall colors. This area begs for my return, complete with an Orvis fly rod, a flannel shirt, and both my GoPro and drone because this area is worthy of photographs and those photographs will only help to solidify my memories. You know, in the back of my mind, I picture myself listening to Vivaldi's Four Seasons as I drive through the countryside. But again, it's just one of those places that I really want to get to for the first time and explore. As fortunate as I have been with business travel over the years, there is one gaping geographical hole And that's the middle of the country, the Dakotas, Colorado, Montana, and the likes, short of a stopover at an airport. I've never really done done anything there much. And, you know, look, there's nothing wrong with international travel, and I would welcome a trip to Scotland or Ireland, but there is still so much more here to do and see stateside. You know, I miss these places. I have pictures and memories of all of them, but there's something about feet on the street and really getting to know the people and getting to know the towns. Well, there you have it. As I keep wanting to say, travel safe, but nobody's really traveling, even though it's summer, so I'm going to stick with stay safe. 
and thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again. Thank you.